right, uh, gentlemen, guys, good to welcome, good to be here, uh, good to have you all here and welcome you to uh, Depresculinity, the seminar using masculine intelligence in men's depression. And I'm going to introduce our, uh, our presenter and the person who developed this and uh, who's the founder of menspsychology.com, Dr. Paul Dobransky. Um, he's a licensed board certified psychiatrist practicing for over 25 years and he's seen uh, more than 15,000 patients and developed a lot of um, unique and uh, patent pending material here. And um, also he's the founder of menspsychology.com. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Dr. Paul Dobransky. All right. All right, thank you. It's actually been over 15 years, not 25. I'm not quite that old. So uh, welcome to uh, our Depresculinity program, Masculine Intelligence for Men's Depression. And what I'm going to present to you over the next two days is not quite what you might think it would be from the title. This isn't about uh, being down and out and uh, you're some sad sack kind of guy. This has something to do with what's going on in our society these days, too. We'll get into all the details uh, as we move along here, but essentially one of the things we've noticed at Men's Psychology is that um, the past few decades, there have been so many cultural changes, uh, maybe beginning with feminism in the, in the 60s and 70s, that have kind of um, unexpectedly, unintentionally started to maybe disempower men a bit in our society. And it has something to do with technology as well. Uh, a lot of what I'm into, as you guys know, is evolutionary psychology, but I'm also what would be called a unification theorist. So all of the courses that we have interlock and integrate with each other. And I'm going to show you a bit how that works, too, right at the get-go. But as far as evolution goes, many, many thousands of years ago, probably hundreds of thousands or even millions of years ago, males have always dominated since those times because we have larger, more muscular bodies. But with the event of computers, you know, these days we all use computers for everything we do for work for the most part. And that has been a great equalizer for women. So women have as much and now in many ways you're going to see more power than males do, certainly more economic power. And it's, that's really on the rise. And our own identities have so much to do with our career status. And not just money, but what we do for a living as a mission for our lives that is starting to get into a bit of danger unintentionally. There's no uh, secret cabal of powerful women who are out to get us or anything like that. It's just normal group behavior. Whatever group is in the most power wants to hold on to that power. So depresculinity is a, you know, a brand new uh, phrase that, or word that I have coined that I think is pretty descriptive of a, a kind of condition that men have these days that isn't about uh, being you know, mentally ill, so to speak, or completely impaired where you can't go to work or you can't date or you can't have relationships. But there are so many men out there that just don't feel fantastic about their lives or feel like they're honored everywhere they go just for being men. One of the uh, unfortunate uh, things that I uh, encountered uh, the last time I was in London, we do a lot of trainings for men on dating in London, LA, New York, and Chicago. And in London, I was uh, talking to a woman uh, you know, in a social venue, and she said, you know, you're American, I have something to say to you. There's a, yeah, there's a difference between uh, British men and American men, and British women and American women, and this is what I think it is. She said, in England, 
a man is considered honorable until proven otherwise. But in America, a man is considered dishonorable until proven otherwise. And I was like, wow, that is profound. So there are a lot of forces coming to bear uh, that work against you feeling good and work against you uh, not just going through the motions, going to work and drinking the Kool-Aid, but feeling great about what you do as a man, feeling great in your social life. And it's not just about social skills that you can learn in many of these dating trainings. It has something to do with your own identity and the culture around you, what you have to contend with. So depresculinity essentially is a way of addressing this kind of um, not feeling great about who you are and what your role in society is and what you're capable of. There used to be a term called uh, melancholia in my field. And what melancholia was is this kind of completely treatment-resistant depression. Um, this was even before the, the day of uh, pharmacology and antidepressants. It was like no kind of therapy would help it. And then coming into the uh, 40s, 50s, and beyond, no kind of antidepressant treatment. No medicines would help it either. And eventually, it just dropped out of the lexicon. We tend to not use that word anymore in my field, melancholia. And it's like this profound, uh, deep, like existential crisis kind of depression that both men and women could have. But I actually think it's gender specific. I think that's what explains why it was treatment resistant, why there was nothing you could do about melancholia. Because no medicine will make you feel like a man. Even if you could you know, go to the store and buy testosterone injections, that's not going to give you a vibrant dating life just by doing that. And it certainly isn't going to give you the, the dream career that you were made for. It's not going to address your life story and what's happened in your life story. It's completely nonspecific. So we're going to get a little bit into the biology of things. I'm going to also show you a quick video uh, just a few minutes in here, too, to really set things up right. But this is not going to be on choosing antidepressants or what different antidepressants do. That is a well-established uh, discipline in psychiatry. If somebody has something that's you know, clinical-grade, standard depression, definitely go to a local therapist and doctor for a prescription if they decide together with you that that makes sense. That's not what this is about. This is about what you can do for yourself and how you can communicate to yourself and to others and to women and to other men in our Western society these days to be able to combat uh, this situation called depresculinity. Okay? So let me show you a few things, beginning with us, Men's Psychology and Men's Psychology Magazine. What we're about is uh, helping men build skill with women dating and relationships. That's one major area of your life. Work and finding a career mission, not just a job, but what you and only you could do better than all other men. Success, happiness, and fulfillment, which is kind of the department we're in this time, talking about your mood, but then how that ripples into everything else. Personal growth and character maturity. We use masculine intelligence in the education, discovery, innovation, and evolution of being a man. Okay? So that's what we're about. Now we're going to focus down heavily on happiness and what is that. And it's gender specific. 
It's a major point that we're going to make. And this is a new phrase uh, you may not have heard me use before, masculine intelligence. Uh, what do you guys think I mean by that? Masculine intelligence, I, you know, I probably have a little bit more back of the house, you know, impression of what that means, yeah. you know, having, having worked with you. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's something that, uh, that's not talked about very much because it goes to men's instincts. And um, I think by way of introducing that topic a little bit, you mentioned in your intro the economic power that women have. And I think it's really important to uh, clarify that point a little bit. And I think it might help us understand why it's not, not, why it's not uh, masculine intelligence maybe kind of sounds weird, like it's kind of a, a, something that's there but isn't really talked about that much. I just wanted to clarify the point about economic power that you made, women having economic power. It's not so much the salaries that they make, it's the purchasing decisions. And the studies have been that women control more, more, about 80% of all purchasing decisions. So that's who the advertisers want to reach. So if you're a programming director or a media executive network or TV or whatever, and you're looking at what you want to program, what kind of programming, you want to reach the advertisers who are trying to reach the women. And this is part of the reason why a term like masculine intelligence or even a discussion of masculinity isn't, seems kind of weird and it isn't quite covered as much in our, in our culture and in our society. So the economic right. power thing might Thank have uh, tripped some people up who think in terms of salaries and I think we were talking more in terms of their purchasing power in society and how that affects the media messages we get. Uh, to me, I guess masculine intelligence would be uh, using the observing ego to have an awareness of your male instincts and, uh, and then being able to take action on that.